0: because there is so much isolation sort of necessary to be a writer that you also have to like live your life and i i kind of can't write when i haven't been living if that makes sense when i've been when i've been dead <laughs>
1: I'm Izzy roberts Orr, Artistic Director of the Emerging Writers' Festival, and you're listening to the Digital Writers' Festival podcast. The Digital Writers' Festival 2018 is an online festival exploring the unique relationship between technology and storytelling, accessible anywhere, anytime, by anyone with an internet connection. Join us right here in Hyperspace, between the 30th of October and the 3rd of November, and find our full program at digitalwritersfestival.com. Come in, get comfortable, and get curious as we hear from storytellers and artists from across the world wide web.
2: Legend will tell you that. The writer TM is a solitary and hermit-like creature, famously detached and notoriously antisocial. Beyond tropes of the reclusive artists though, like what do we make of the very real experiences of withdrawal and isolation that can punctuate a writer's lifestyle? So uh, I'm Erin Stewart. I'm a freelance writer and I've recently finished a PhD in non-fiction writing. And I'm chuffed to be talking about this topic uh, with Heather Joan Day and Sharon Wilden. Um, would you like to introduce yourselves? Um, maybe Heather can start.
0: Okay. Um, hi, I'm Heather Joan Day. Uh, I'm a writer, poet, filmmaker, and musician, which feels like too many things. And. <laughs> I am a mixed-race trans woman who's 26 and lives in Melbourne on Wurundjeri Land. Um, yeah, which also feels like too many things, but yeah, that's me.
3: <laughs> and Sharon? I'm Sharon, Sharon Wilden. Um, I write across genres, so I'll write um, anything from micro lit to <laughs> feature-length screenplays. Um, So I've written a range of different prose, screenplays, I've written for theatre, memoir. I I believe in writing across genres, so that's probably um, something that I enjoy doing. And I live in Petersham, um, but I come from Goulburn in New South Wales.
2: That's that's really great. All right, so before we begin, um, I want to note that... So while I'm recording from the United Kingdom, I am an Australian settler and we'd each like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the respective lands that this recording is coming from. So Heather, would you like to start doing that?
0: Yeah, uh, I would like to pay my respects to Elders past, present and emerging from the Rwandri land where I'm currently living.
3: Uh, and for um, me, um, it's the Gadigal people of the Eora U- Nation. So I'd like to pay my respects to the custodians of the land, past and present, um, and thank them for allowing us to be here to talk today.
2: Great, thanks. So I wanted to start with this question of, you know, writing in isolation, being an isolated writer. And if it's something that either of you um identify with um so yeah do you see yourself as an isolated writer uh you can pick who starts or I can start with my answer to that question um anyone want to take it
0: yeah what what do you what do you think Erin
2: well um so literally I would say that yes I am an isolated writer like so day to day I would see my husband and you know, maybe some other people, maybe like my yoga teacher or so- someone like that. But I do not have a lot of social contact with other people. And that's just part of my lifestyle. Like as a freelance writer, I don't have colleagues, um, editors, I have met like one or two that I've worked with in real life. So, um, a lot of what I do is very much, well, it looks isolated. I don't necessarily feel isolated though. Um, I've always felt like I've been able to reach out to people for support, like friends, or like um, when I was doing my PhD, I could always email my supervisor, but I was doing it by correspondence. So. Yeah, I think from that perspective, like literally um, I'm quite isolated, but I don't necessarily feel like that's a problem. I sort of feel more solitary, if that makes sense. So like, it's a nice feeling sometimes. Um, How about you?
0: For for me personally, um, I uh, felt very isolated as a writer until uh, only a couple of years ago. Um, i think it is just a very isolating thing i think you almost need to have a lot of alone time in order to sort of process the things you need to process and even just to sit down and actually write stuff um but in the last uh two years i've been collaborating a lot with um my brother in particular um writing film projects together writing a web series together called everything's going to be fine which you can stream on youtube for free now Um, and then also my partner lives with me and they're a writer and editor, um, Vince Rustin. Um, so I do have quite a few friends who are writers, um, who I see semi regularly, but even just in my house, um, we're almost always talking about creative projects, um, or food or, um, but mostly, yeah, like, um, and we live with a photographer as well. So, um, he's a, he's a visual artist and, um. We're always talking about storytelling and stories, and I actually find that really helpful. Um, My brother and I were talking the other day how for us actually having a conversation with each other in the morning before we both start either working together or working on separate projects um, or going to work or whatever actually really helps us sort of just um, remember that there are other people in the world and um, feel supported Um, because I think one of the biggest problems with feeling isolated is feeling lonely or feeling alone, which I think uh, aren't necessarily the same thing, but um, but can happen if you're isolated. Um, yeah, how about you, Sharon?
3: Yeah, um, I used to be a very busy, busy, busy person. I used to teach um, 460 primary school students over a three-day period. Um, oh so gosh. I teach there. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, in 2015, I, you know... Um, wanted to I've always wanted to write so I started writing then and it certainly is a a different experience to what I've been exposed to Um, I do I do um, I I think writers need to spend a lot of time you know focusing on work and concentrating and you know a lot of that is isolated Um, But I also look to... So if I'm stuck or blocked on something and I'm thinking about a character and I think, what does that character sound like? You know, it might be a young character um, that I need the voice of or, you know, the dialogue that suits that period. Um, And then I'll go out to the shopping centres or I'll do something and the answer's right there. So I often find that while it is a very isolated experience... um, I'm constantly influenced by the world around me and I try to get out quite a bit and I have a son who I, you know, am homeschooling so I take him out um, places and, you know, connect with people that way. But my writing's always influenced by what's happening. You know, I might be very heavily in thought about something but I'll go out into the community and that adds another element to what I'm doing.
0: Yeah, I mean... uh... I think that's really interesting, actually, Um, if I can just add to that, because I I find that often if I'm stuck, um, if I just go to the shops or like go somewhere or even just like go outside and be with like animals like my cats or whatever, um, or like call my partner and be like, I don't know why why I'm doing this. This is a mistake. Um, Usually I find that you find something like I think... um, because there is so much isolation sort of necessary to be a writer that you also have to like live your life and i i kind of can't write when i haven't been living if that makes sense when i've been when i've been dead
2: yeah that's so interesting and i think that like for me it's almost like there's an inhaling and an exhaling so like you're observing the world around you or reading a lot of stuff and then and then you get to a stage when you're ready to turn inwards I guess and just be isolated and, and write it all out because you've observed so much about the world around you
0: yeah actually because uh, uh I remember I heard a piece of advice when I was in uni for creative writing which was you should write every day and I like definitely don't do that I was just wondering whether you guys write every day
2: um oh I write probably every day but it's probably really? like more like notes or you know, not proper prose or anything that I'd be prepared to publish or anything like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I, I do keep like, a diary. But um, I notice when I'm writing a lot, I don't like to write in a diary. On top of that, it just feels like too much. I don't like. Do you find that sharing? I um
3: usually am pretty committed to a project at any particular point in time. So. I've been very focused on doing doing a feature-length screenplay this year that I received a grant um, from the Inner West Council for. And um, I love writing, so it's very hard to separate me from doing or wanting to do it every day. Um, I kind of feel like I, I haven't achieved anything if I don't write on a given day. But, you know, sometimes that... Um, it's different aspects of writing that I'll be doing. So it might be, um, you know, going out and having... Uh, so I also coordinate um, a writing group um, and at the New South Wales Writing Centre. So I I will read um, the group members' work and provide feedback on that, and then they'll provide feedback on my own work. Um, I find that I spend time talking to other writers quite a bit and i love talking to other writers because i don't think that there's anyone that understands uh, quite um what you're going through um
0: yeah why we're (laughs) torturing ourselves yeah
3: (laughs) and um you know i don't think any any of my um normal friends could care less about (laughs) the point of (laughs) your your structure or something so um but for me that's quite fascinating um yeah. what about you uh
0: i like that you call them normal friends, <laughs>
3: <laughs> normal normal friends. friends yeah. <laughs> i mean people sorry. who are not in writing sorry to everyone i apologize civilians
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. just ordinary <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no i i do tend to find that um, non-writers just don't get it, so (laughs) either they sort of think, like, oh, I did well at English at school, I'm a writer too, sort of thing, or they're just like, oh, you know, you you published a thing, that's, that's neutral, like, you're a writer, of course you published a thing, like.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was at a birthday party the other night, and someone asked me what I did, and I said I was a writer, and they're like, wow, that must be so fun, and I was like, it kind of is. It's a lot of me sitting by myself, seeming like I'm doing nothing, um, but just typing. Um, and they were like, yeah, oh, it's, that's amazing. Like, I am I would love to be a writer. I'm a dancer. And I'm like, oh, my God, that that sounds interesting. You're, like, moving around and things, you know. I'm just drinking cups of tea and sitting in the backyard all the time.
2: Yeah, there is a weird kind of physical... Like, you literally are just typing. Like, it would look really strange if you were filming it for a... You know, a movie or something, it would be just you typing, but it feels like you're doing quite a lot,
0: yeah, totally. I'm exhausted after a ride,
3: yeah. I like to go for a long walk, like, so I'll often do a, a 7k trek around Sydney. Um, we have beautiful Roselle Bay, and if I've got a problem, you know, with a story or I've been working on something quite um, uh, intensely, I can walk around that bay. And enjoy myself, and then probably have the answer to whatever that problem is again. You know, once you separate yeah. yourself and and just sort of get out, um, into the real world, um, yeah. it does. They, they the answers are kind of there, and I find that it enhances the work that I'm doing. All those things, you know. Mm.
0: Yeah, I mean the world the the world is very inspiring. Like, I think that's one of the negative things about spending too much time writing um which is why like I I think at the moment I probably write probably five days a week but I try to have some days where I definitely don't write just so that and I kind of still feel like I'm writing just because everything's still rattling around in my head and I'm probably talking about it as well but um but I think like if I spend too much time by myself at the computer I just start to go a bit loopy I think
2: (laughs) yes so this is a really interesting discussion in the sense that in some, in some ways writing does demand us to be isolated. Like literally you need to sit down and do the work. But in in another way, it also demands for us to go outside, like, and like talk to people. And um, Heather, you mentioned bouncing ideas off other people. And um, Sharon, you m- mentioned like, uh, getting dialogue and that sort of thing from the shopping centre or like going into nature and I think that that's really important um that people recognise that we're not just you know sitting around in an armchair like all day long.
3: I I don't know that I could write as effectively if I was just a nail to my armchair or my chair all day because um you need space I I feel like you need space to write you know um not just uh, physical space but that mental space that clarity when you step away from the project and then the you know you can see it much clearer when you you know you go out for yeah. a walk or you you do take a little step away from it and that is oh yeah I forgot to fix that part up I've got to go and do that and you know it does help I think
0: Yeah, I was just thinking, though, that um, especially, like, starting writing when I was, like, 20 or something, and then having friends who are 20-year-olds who are writers, I think there's a huge tendency to think that you have to go out and live life to write. You have to go and live extreme life, potentially. Like, by that I mean, um, you know, get into trouble a little bit, uh, drink alcohol or use drugs or sleep with people you shouldn't, which, which I think, like uh you definitely don't have to do that like going for going for a walk or like buying some fruit actually works great as well um and i think uh you know it's i think it's definitely a trap that you need to um yeah be i think i think people are interesting I don't think you have to try and be interesting and do interesting things to um write write about which I'm saying now, but i bloody well should just take that advice probably and just, stop trying to be interesting.
3: I had a deal with <laughs> myself that I wouldn't start writing until I was 35. That's the deal I made with myself when I was 13 and writing novels in my oh bedroom. My and I That's don't know. <laughs> no, that was... Because yeah. I had this feeling that you have to live life and you've got to have something, you know. But you're quite right. It's not really about... You know, you can start writing at any time, you know, and you've got well, the material's all there. It's just a matter of looking around. But I think also understanding the craft and the way, the way to express it is what does take quite a bit of learning.
2: That's one of the things I like best about writing is that it can just unfold over your lifetime. So you have more and more experiences you can draw on and you've honed your craft further and further. Like it's just a, this lifelong enterprise. Um, and it's, it's, it's really amazing
0: uh, maybe I should wait for longer because I, I don't know I am always like very critical of my stuff as like being very young, and uh, I don't know. Yeah, young writing is bad. I mean, I don't know. It can be. It can be really tedious.
2: I don't know though, because I feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of energy behind it, which you.
0: That's true. Like
2: as you get older, like you, you don't identify quite as closely with the emotions. I think that drives some of the writing i've noticed that like i'm only 28 but like it's like life seems less intense like the older yeah that's that's one of my observation
3: yeah it changes meaning i think you know what was important you know it's all given a particular point in time so you know when you lose people too that you love you know the focus becomes um much more about mortality and um how we're not here for very long and um it depends what stage you're at but you know like if you were 13 um you might be thinking about what's the cute boy or girl doing over there but you know what i mean so um it depends what um never stop thinking about that yeah never good on you that's great um but i was interested in this sort of idea too that um does writing, does it feel like we're privileged to be in this sort of isolated environment? And I think anyone that is a writer sort of knows that you don't have money, so um, it's certainly not a privileged position to be in um, because we don't, you know, put a lot of effort in, but um, the financial gain is not that in comparison to what we put in, the effort we put into it, yeah.
2: Writers have to be influenced by their social circumstances, so maybe their privileges or identities might influence the way they approach their work, or even whether or not they can approach the work at all. Um, So this is relating to a question I have about detachment. I mean, there's that feeling or that that, um, stereotype that writers are detached. but like personally I don't I don't think they are. Um, do you have any thoughts about that either of you?
0: Um, yeah, actually I was just thinking, um, I think that we can seem detached definitely, but I think it's often because we're busy like listening and absorbing. I feel like I spend so much of my time like absorbing things. And even sometimes if I take time off writing, I sort of consider that time to be um talking to different people, watching movies, listening to music, like things that do inspire me, I think. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I've been cold attached before, but um, I think I'm just, yeah, observant or quiet or I'm not sure. What do you think, Sharon?
3: You know, it's really hard to generalize, but I can only speak for myself. Um, I probably appear vague, <laughs> um, and that's because I am taking in a lot of things. Um, uh, but i don't think that makes me detached because i'm i feel real i'm quite sensitive so you know um i will feel uh the emotion that somebody else is feeling and um I may look like i'm detached but i'm kind of not and uh, so i was even on the bus going on the bus today and i there's a lady crying um opposite me and we were going to the hospital and i just felt for her so i don't know that we're detached i think we're observing everything and feeling everything and i think um i don't know about all writers but i think that there's a mix between intellect and sensitivity that um that you sort of may come across as being detached but it's very um uh painful um to you know be thinking about how someone else is feeling and putting yourself in that position and I often think with characters you're almost channeling them so there's times when I've just finished this screenplay there's times when it has become so emotional that I've had to step away from it and clear my head so um and it does affect your mood because you're dealing with um sad issues and it depends what you're writing if it's comedy you know you can burst out laughing in public but um yeah, I think that we're sensitive as well. I don't, and I think that detachment is sometimes a protective sort of shield. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, that just made me think of my brother. Told me recently that um, when I was like a teenager on the bus, um, the other kids he hung out with thought that I was really like deep and stuff because I was always just like sitting there like silently, um, staring off into things, um, and they were like, "Oh, Heather's thinking it must be so interesting thinking about things." And, like, honestly, I was just listening to everyone on the bus talk. Um, I was just, like, stealing dialogue, basically, from human people. Um, So, like, I think as well, like, one thing that I've sort of realised recently, well, not too recently, hopefully not too recently, is that um, writers aren't necessarily more empathetic or more than anyone else. Like, I think everyone sort of does do that. I think just writers use that and try to profit from it maybe or try and turn it into something else. Um, Because I think, uh, yeah, I don't think writers are any more or less observant than anyone weirdly. I think we just need to, need to express that or something.
3: Yeah. I think that that's a good point. You know, I don't, I, I'm really anti-elitist views and I really don't like that, you know, there's a culture that promotes writers as being above, you know, other people, you know, I, I'm really not into that sort of view at all. But there is something that makes us all writers want to connect and um, yeah. or to express or to have a voice or uh, it's hard to know exactly what it is. I think in my case, it's to have a voice. Um, I feel like I want to say something. I want to do something. And um, And these days, the work that I often want to produce is something that's going to help someone else somewhere you know it might uh, yeah yeah, it's not necessary I mean I'm at a stage in my life it's not for economic gain it's actually um you know to try to connect and let other people know that you know these things happen as well you know you're not alone you know and and to try to you know do some good I don't know
2: it's no it's You're right, I think it's such a paradox because we might be isolated or quite quiet or or what have you, but we are trying to communicate and to understand and to be understood. And then, um, like, for me, like, one of the best things about writing is when, if I write something, like, I mean, like, I tend to assume... I I publish a lot of, um, like opinion pieces and this sort of thing. I tend to assume that no one's reading, um, except for maybe trolls or something, but very occasionally, (laughs) very, very occasionally, although like often enough to matter like a great deal to me, I get feedback, which gives me the sense that I've said something that's been important to someone or has given them permission maybe to, to be who they are, or is, um, has been some source of comfort or something they can identify with or help them understand themselves. And, like, I try to carry with me that notion that, like, whether I know it or not, like, this work can really help people find connection. And, and yes, yeah, that paradox because I'm just, you know, sitting in my house when I'm doing it. <laughs>
0: I think, I think if there is like a distinguishing feature of writers, I think it's actually like obsessiveness, um, because I've, I feel like, um, you know, like, I I, like I read some of your work, Aaron, and you're talking about yourself and I talk about myself in my writing and in my life a lot too much, but, um, but I feel like what is the difference maybe is that I'm like really compelled to do that, like beyond a maybe healthy level, really compelled to like narrativize and turn things into stories and i and i also find like as well as just other people being affected by my work like people who i've known for years like good close friends will read something and be like wow that gave me insight into you that i never knew something like that about you before um and i think that's also kind of beautiful and maybe part of our shyness is that it's sort of safe to be able to construct and craft a story it's much harder to move around and live and be in the world. Sometimes I wonder if you guys feel that way, that it's sort of like a safe place to, to express.
2: I definitely feel that way because it's you right after the thing has happened. So you've digested it. Like you, you've done the work to understand what's happened. Whereas like, if you're trying to talk to someone while it's happening, um, it's really hard because you don't know what to say well i i find that anyway Um.
0: yeah definitely
2: for me i kind of like to create an emotion
3: um you know in writing that someone can relate to or that i'm expressing that you know and a lot of the time these days it's more about a social comment i'm finding um with the work i want to grab the emotion and then make a and use that emotion to sort of almost enlighten an issue that in a social issue so for me I, i'm kind of not i don't think i'm disconnected from society because i keep wanting to talk about society all oh, right i should say yeah. right about society all the time <laughs> um you know because i can't think of anything um that i haven't written that's not a social commentary of something I'm just trying to go through them. But, yeah, so I think that um, maybe I feel like I don't have a voice in the normal day-to-day running of the world and the only way I'm going to have a say is by getting good at the craft of writing and being able to say it there.
2: Yeah, I think what we were saying about being, like, a social observer is so true it's like you can't even like watch a tv show or something without trying to n- create this narrative about what it all means and why it's problematic or why why it's good or it's it's fraught like you can't really live the way like mindlessly the way that um some people seem to i don't i don't know maybe they don't
0: yeah I'm, i mean as well as like expressing ourselves and our feelings I actually feel like um I've been trying to write more fiction lately like the uh web series I write is fiction and I'm trying to write a novella at the moment and I'm finding that some of my choices with the story have to do with um with what is the purpose of this like what am I trying to say how am I trying to help what am I trying to leave people with because I think as well um while you want to criticize and pull apart things I think at the end of the day I want people to feel good I want people to feel um glad that they've read something that I've written um and I think um yeah I think I I think my writing's gotten better since my intention has been to make people feel nicer because I used to sort of think like I kind of want to make people cry a little bit uh, which is fine as well but I'd love them to cry and then also want to like hug people or like also want to like be a better person or something um because that's what I'm trying to do I think I think it's a weird weirdly a way of sort of setting uh sort of putting your agenda putting your feelings and opinions out there but also of trying to get the world to sort of reflect something that you want from it or something I don't know I'm losing losing my train of thought
3: yeah Sometimes for me, I just want to entertain them. I just want to make them laugh because I really do feel that this life is so short that, you know, one of the biggest joys that I get is, uh, you know, TV shows, web series, books, you know, music. I love all that and that enhances our life. So, you know, even today I was just thinking really what I want to do is make someone happy or um you know, enhance the quality of their life so that, you know, because we're not here for a long time and just want to um, help them enjoy it almost, you know, and whether that's a social commentary or um, just, you know, writing something funny that they could enjoy.
0: Yeah, I think as well, like, I'm not sure how um, how you both sort of identify as humans, but, um, you know, I find like a weird negotiation with myself all the time about, how to talk about myself as a person of colour and as a trans person, as a queer person, as a somewhat privileged person, as a mentally ill person, how to bring that all together and how to sort of advocate for that without speaking on behalf of people. I think that's actually very terrifying, especially especially these days with, with writing, is just how ethical you're being, which I think is a really good that that's a concern now because it seems like it hasn't been in the past but i think it is also like somewhat of a burden in a way like to be considering that your writing could hurt someone potentially i think um i think trying to be gentle and i think actually i like what you said about trying to make people laugh i think since i also like cuz i i write poetry but and sometimes you tell people that you write poetry and they're like oh god that's it's going to be dreary and sad or like you know overly sentimental But I just write jokes. I, like, think I want to be a stand-up comedian. Like, I think I should quit writing, potentially. Because I just want to tell jokes. Bloody well should. Yeah, it seems frightening.
3: But, you know, like, um, you know, a lot of people do go in stand-up when they're doing comedy, because I really do think it helps them. You know, I'm writing a comedy, too, um, at the moment, Heather. And Erin, nice yeah, <laughs> yeah. A, a TV pilot. Because I'm at the Australian oh, cool. Film and Television School um, as a mater- <laughs> yeah, so I'm finishing um, there this year. But I'm in the middle of doing a pilot. Yeah, mm.
0: I should say though that my my jokes are definitely not for everyone. Like I think one of the reasons why I'm scared to do stand up is because like my jokes are about like like I don't know um, being trans or like sleeping with people or like how i think that jesus is really sexy and that's not that's not like necessarily relatable content but actually you know what i think it is actually very relatable content i was going to say like christians don't like it but they bloody do they love christ
2: since it's the digital writers festival um how does the digital world affect um (laughs) your feelings of isolation
3: I would like to establish an online writing group, you know, I have um, a physical, a writing group where I go in physically and sit um, with the group and we give each other feedback. But one of my objectives for next year is to try and set up an online writing group, Um, whether we Skype each other or Zoom or whatever. um, That's something that's sort of on my list to do. 'Cause I have a, a child with special needs and sometimes it's really hard to get to um and I'm a single parent so it's really hard to get out and take my son out for to meet up with people and so it'd be much more convenient to have um that sort of session for me. But um I, you know, even enjoy reading things like um people's opinions on Twitter that keeps me laughing. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's
0: good That's yeah. good. makes me upset sometimes
3: oh yeah. yeah I hate that there's such a judgmental world out there and that everyone feels like they can pass on judgment on someone's personal characteristics which really um, is kind of not good manners
0: I don't know, maybe it's not good manners but I think what the internet tells us is that we're all bloody thinking it um, so it's in some ways honest I think, like, as well with, like, meeting writers, I love talking to writers in person because um, you always sort of think, like, oh, well, we don't have to talk about writing. They get it. And then you just talk about writing the whole time um, or art or any art, really. But I, I, I met most of the writers that I know, especially the writers that I like. Like, when I started writing, uh, none of the writers who I was going to uni with, I didn't identify with any of them at all. Like, and I kind of felt like, they, you know, those are just a vibe of, like, you should read more books or, like, the classics or the canon or whatever. And um, I, I've read so few books. Like, I don't even know that I can necessarily read a book. I've read one book this year.
3: Yeah, and the pushing of the canon is just, you know, one of the, the biggest problems that I've got with the academic, um, yeah, you know, oh, courses. Yeah. Gee, you know.
0: <laughs> Sharon, we should bloody do this comedy act. <laughs> I think we got some opinions. <laughs>
3: Oh my gosh. But yeah, no, I find um, and this whole idea that you have to be re- re- really well read to be a writer, I think um that needs challenging in
2: itself. I was I'm just reminded of um Tara Westover who wrote that book Educated. Um it's a really good book. But anyway, so she grew up in this Mormon family in the US and did not have access to any kind of education it was homeschooling but like not really um but she she had like she ended up um at Cambridge like doing a PhD just like self-taught her way there and then like ended up writing this book even though she she never like learned how to to write really but she taught herself just by like reading things that she liked um and I feel like that's like a really good example of how you can like you don't need to come from a super privileged background to be able to figure it out I think.
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, I think like, you know, and I, I and I think it's really important as artists at all to like really pay attention to like new mediums and new ways of doing things. Like I remember I was really critical of like YouTubers for ages. Um I don't actually know that many YouTubers, but I am obsessed with Troy Sivan, who is my boyfriend, Um, not really, but, but like, and like I watch some of his YouTube stuff and I'm into it, like it's, it's storytelling, it's people, and like people like, oh, they edited it, they used lighting, and I'm like, that's part of storytelling, like, you know if I wanted to see unedited people I'd go outside more
3: I think editing is yeah. a really good skill to have when you're a writer you know understanding how to edit visual images together because that enhances how you see things I think it's a really great skill but also gaming um Erin and Heather is also a really great way for storytelling. My son just oh, got, yeah, video um, yeah, a Spider-Man, um, PlayStation, oh, it's up everywhere. My brother just
0: got that.
3: It's brilliant exactly. apparently. Yeah. He's, it's the story and it's really good.
0: Yeah. I think like not devaluing that. Although, um, yeah, I don't play video games, which is unusual for a trans person. Most trans women I know play video games cause you get to be a pretty lady and jump around and stuff. But, um, but I don't know. I
3: Yeah, but I mean, that's powerful oh to be able to play, you know, a game and become so emotionally engaged in the narrative that you're having an emotional response. I think that's uh, gaming's got a lot going for it.
0: Yeah, I think it's sort of the main, uh, one of the main storytelling things that young people engage with particularly, because um, you're, you're involved, you're like involved. And I think as writers, we're trying to get people involved, but with a video game, you are making choices, which is really interesting. I think.
2: So I have one last question for both of you, and I guess I'll answer it too. Which is, what are your tips for sustaining a vibrant writing life amidst solitude? My tips would be
3: would be to step away from it from time to time and get out into, instead of being isolated, get out into the world, you know, get out into the community just do something fun um, and do something you like uh, because I think that they both um, complement each other and I think you also do need times when you can concentrate and you're committed and you're, you know, are nutting it out and um, slogging it out and getting, you know. I think you need really strong commitment and determination but also to balance it with you know all the beautiful things out there in the world and all that positivity yeah
0: yeah I yeah i actually completely agree with like i think my one yeah i don't know giving writing advice feels weird actually but yeah try and, try and stay positive try not to uh hurt yourself too much um I, I, I always think about the, um, I think it's an AA thing, but it's like where you quit the things in the order that they're killing you. Um, and I think sometimes writing is painful and you should not do it. And then other times going and drinking is painful and you should write something instead. Um, or whatever, you know, like, I think, um, I, I, there's another thing that I was thinking about, which is a Buddhist thing, I think, which is, um, which is that you don't need to like seek out suffering. Suffering is gonna happen. Pain is gonna come. You're gonna find stories. Things are gonna happen to you. Be open to them. But I think, um, yeah, try and stay positive. Look after yourself. Drink water. Eat pistachios. Those. That's my writing advice. Stay hydrated. Yes. Eat fruit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, staying hydrated is is really good advice. Um, um, and I agree. Well, yeah, I agree. I think getting outside sometimes, like I've. I never really liked nature as a kid, but like I've, I guess I've latently come to really enjoy like just going outside and being among like tiny creatures and grass and stuff. Like it's really nice. Um,
0: outside is outside is great. Outside's better than online, definitely.
2: Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Um, and also like I agree, like approaching your work with some degree of equanimity, like not not feeling like it's a struggle or like if it is difficult and you know, it is going to be sometimes um, just having like some like constant idea of like why you're doing this and um what it's serving. And if you don't know what that is, maybe go think about it. But
0: I think you should think about what you're serving 100%. I think a lot of, a lot of writers who start out, don't think about why they're doing it or they're doing it for, reasons that are bad I've done that before I've written things for bad reasons
2: I've really enjoyed talking to you Heather and Sharon today um and yeah I guess that's the end of our podcast on isolation and writing um
0: thank you you so much much. thank
2: you very much Erin thanks for having us
1: emerging writers festival brings you the digital writers festival again in 2018 and you can find the full program live online now check it out at digitalwritersfestival.com and join us to listen learn and play right here in hyperspace from the 30th of october until the 3rd of november our theme music is the magical huntley's please from their ep songs in your name find them on facebook as huntley music This podcast was recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We acknowledge that First Nations peoples are the first storytellers of this land and that their sovereignty has never been ceded. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging and to the Elders of the lands this podcast reaches.